This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It boils down to getting it done. we got to win one game to put them back on the plane. That's it. And, and you have to have that determination that you're willing to do whatever it takes to put them back on the plane. And so we can call it what we want to, mental toughness, all of that stuff. But it's going to be needed, and our guys are capable of doing it. This is our first time in this position, and um, we can do it. This is BetQL Daily from BetQL. The voice of Monty Williams, head coach of the Phoenix Suns. They, they need one win to get back in a plane and get it to Game 7. The Bucks. They want to end it in Game 6 tomorrow night. Let's talk some NBA Finals after a classic Game 5 with Giannis's dunk, really overtaking his his block as the signature moment of this series. Rami Makhlouf is going to join us now, 12.50 a.m., the fan out in Milwaukee to talk some Bucks and Suns. Rami, which moment is going to stand? Let's say the Bucks close this thing. Which moment is Giannis's moment? Is it the block or is it the alley-oop dunk? That's a great question. I hadn't even considered that question, guys. I've been, you know, Giannis was just talking the other day about how you want to stay in the moment. You want to be present because when you're living in the past, that's your pride. When you're living in the future, that's your ego. And when you're not, when you're here now, you're being humble. I've been so in the present, guys. I didn't even take a chance yet to go back and, and try and figure out which moment was more iconic and, and will be more remembered. And that's a great question. That That block was just, so amazing guys and 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 when you look back at it it's not just the block it's that you know i read i read a lot of uh eric name in the athletic i think he's the best on the bucks beat and he pointed this out the day after i didn't realize this watching it in live action he steps out on that to force devin booker into the lob to deandre ayton when when booker very easily probably could have driven and just laid it up or did one of his, his signature finger rolls there off the glass if Giannis doesn't step out and then he gets back and makes the block on DeAndre Ayton. He, he, he covered the alley and the oop in the alley-oop, which is just, I mean, you, you, don't, you don't see that. So just on the sheer difficulty level of that block, I'm going to go ahead and say the block. And also just the pictures and the video of that were, were so iconic, guys. I'm going I'm to say the block right now, but that answer could change. Rami, it's good to hear from you, man. Cody Decker here. I got a question for you. What do you think it's going to take? for this to not go to game seven on the Bucks side? What, what is something they're going to need to get done for this to actually happen? You know, I was, I was joking a second ago about what Giannis said the other day, but he, he also said during that, that, that monologue about how he feels like the Bucks are at their best and they play their best basketball when they're humble. And I, I think that's absolutely true, guys. I, I think there are times where this team – has, has gotten maybe a little overly confident in the Atlanta series and, and maybe even early in the Sun series after after they took game three. And and they, they get a little bit ahead of themselves. And I think that I've been saying all series long, guys, the only way that the Bucks lose this series is if they beat themselves. I don't think the Suns can beat the Bucks in a seven-game series. I've said that 
for five games, and I stand by that now. The Bucks have have lost in this series when they've they've gotten away from what they've done, and that's really been their problem throughout the playoffs. When they stop moving and sharing the basketball, when they when they they take stupid shots early in the shot clock, or just dribble the life out of the basketball and get obsessed with this ISO style that that they fall into sometimes. Just taking bad shots is something that they fall into. I think that when the Bucks play their style, and especially when when Chris Middleton and and Drew Holiday have their games going, I just think between those two guys and obviously Giannis, it's too much firepower for for the Suns to handle. I think that if they just play their game and come out and and are the moment isn't too big for them, they don't treat it like it's too small for them tomorrow night. We're we're having a party here in Milwaukee, boys. Rami, how how would you mention the role players there, the, the other stars for the Bucks, right? The 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 Drew Holidays and the Chris Middletons. How would you assess Drew Holiday's performance? Because man, when that guy wasn't playing well or struggled offensively, he got beat up by everyone. They paid him all that money. They they traded all those picks for him. Yet his defense, the last two games late in the game, has really changed the series. I mean, he he just shut down Chris Paul in Game Four, and then in Game Five, that's still. I know he he called it right place, right time. Rami, how would you assess what Drew Holiday's doing? Because he's he's really neutralizing one of the great point guards of all time. Yeah, and that's that's something that that I think some people lost sight of during the series. And I tried to keep reminding people throughout the series is look at what he's doing to Chris Paul, guys. I, he he's he's making Chris Paul do things with the basketball that Chris Paul just doesn't do by by pressing him sometimes for the entire court by just just staying on him and and really harassing him and, and making him make decisions and not giving him any room, not giving him any, any leeway or, or any, any room to get comfortable and, and do what, what Chris Paul does and making him turn the ball over. I mean, Chris Paul does not turn the ball over guys. And now he's done it in, he's done it in, in, in a quantity that he doesn't do it uh, at all. And, and he's done it in, in moments where you just don't see Chris Paul get careless with the basketball. And then, yeah, what he did to Devin Booker there, I mean, even even after the game, Monty Williams couldn't say anything about that other than just just a great play. A lot a lot of coaches would look at a play like that afterwards and and try to work the refs and say that it, it was it was some kind of foul. And Monty Williams couldn't say anything other than just a great play by by Drew Holiday there. And 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 he's he's been doing that for this team all season, guys. When when his when his offensive game isn't isn't working, he still finds a way to contribute for this team and impact the game and, and have an effect on the game in, in a lot of different ways. And I, I haven't lost sight of that. There were some folks even here in Milwaukee, guys, early in the series. I was watching at a, a local watering hole, and people started calling him, uh, what were they called? Oh, Drew Bledsoe, because, uh, you know, Eric Bledsoe had, had come up short for this team a few years in a row in the playoffs, and, and he, was, he was looking a little Drew Bledsoe-like on the offensive side, but I tried to keep reminding people, that he contributes in other ways. And when he has his offensive game going like he did on Saturday night, guys, like I said, him and Middleton, if they're rolling and Giannis is going, it's just too much for the Suns to handle. You're, when those three guys are going, you're talking about three of the best four players in this series, in my opinion. You know, you talked a lot about Chris Paul right there. And Chris Paul, who, you know, arguably one of the greatest point guards who ever lived. But what is this going to do to his legacy if they drop this series too? And I know we, I know legacy is not the most important things, but for whatever reason, basketball focuses more on legacy than I think just about any other sport. What will this do for Chris Paul going forward? Is this going to be a thing that he's just going to be locked in to being the guy that just could never quite make it? Yeah, I, I think, I think he's his, his, 
his place as far as the great point guards, wherever you have him is locked in. I don't think anybody looks at Chris Paul and, and takes anything away from his game. Kind of like we do with, with quarterbacks, guys. We won't, we won't put a guy in the conversation for GOAT or one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time unless they win championships. I don't think that's the case for, for Chris Paul and, and really not, not for basketball players altogether. I mean, if you want to get into the Jordan and LeBron conversation, yeah, you got to have rings. But when we talk about the greatest point guards of all time, I don't think anybody's going to say that Chris Paul is not in that conversation. As far as him not winning championships, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I've always been a guy who who tries to, to to not fall into that narrative that if a guy doesn't win championships, then 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 he's not great or he didn't he didn't achieve his his full potential. I mean, guys, there was a whole generation of great NBA players who had zero rings because they just happened to be born at the same time as Michael Jordan, as as Pat Riley put it. So I don't I don't try to let rings. Uh, hold too much weight when we talk about the legacy of a guy. If you want to talk about the greatest of the great, like I said, if you want to have the debate about Michael versus LeBron or Michael versus Kareem or Wilf or whatever the case might be, yeah, then then there you have to start talking about the rings, sort of tipping the tipping the scales and putting an argument over the top. But Chris Paul is one of the greatest point guards of all time, and I don't think him him not finishing the job here in in the finals, if that's the case, and I think it is. I don't think that 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 takes much away from the the greatness of Chris Paul. Rami Makhlouf joining us here, twelve fifty a.m. The fan out in Milwaukee, Bucks and Suns, Game Six tomorrow night. Bucks a five point favorite. Rami, what's your thought on how this thing plays out? Bucks minus five. It's a about a point, half a point higher than it has been the last few games because the, the line is held pretty firm with the home team being about four four and a half point favorites. We go to Bucks minus five. They can close this. Do you think they close it? And your thoughts on the line? And is this a game where they would cover the five points? I do think I do think they close it tomorrow, guys. I I've been saying all series long, and not because it's become like a kitschy catchphrase that Brandon Jennings started during his days with the Bucks. But I've been saying Bucks and six the whole time, and even when they went down o two, and this wasn't like you know blustery sports talk radio host trying to get attention. Even when they were down 0-2, I said, guys, the Bucks are not losing another game in this series because I started to see the, the scales, the momentum, and really the math of this series start to turn the Bucks' way in game two. When you look at the number of free throws they were getting, when you look at the, num- the, the number of, of turnovers that they were getting, they were dominating the rebounding uh, battle. And, and really the only thing that the Suns were doing better than the Bucks in games one and two, and this is what they did last night to get out to that big lead, is they have these freakishly hot, shooting stretches and and that's that's what's even kept them in games with the bucks or like i said had them had them up 2-0 in this series and I, I didn't think they could keep up that hot stretch so i do think they close it out whether or not they cover the five uh that's it, it's gonna be really close guys i'm gonna go out on a limb and say that they do cover the five i think it's gonna be right in that neighborhood i think we might not necessarily with the dramatic momentum swings that we saw last night with a 16 point first quarter deficit being a race but I do think that we see a game similar to what we saw on Saturday night where it's it's a little bit of back and forth and it's it's close the whole time and it's going to come down to the last two three minutes of action all right Rami I know this is I'm asking you this question knowing full well that you're completely biased in this scenario but I'm hoping that maybe you can look at it which city needs this more which city is more starred for a championship is it Milwaukee 
or is it Phoenix? Because these two cities don't get a lot of championships. And that's really weird to say, knowing full well that Green Bay is right there. Yeah, I, I, I haven't, I, I haven't, I've spent some time in Phoenix. I used to go down there every year to cover uh, Bruce Spring training for the station here. So I've spent some time in Phoenix and it's a solid town guys, but God, are those fans awful? Aren't those guys, like, that guy counting the money, in the front row. everybody in the front row at a Phoenix Suns game looks like they had big city dreams in LA and just couldn't cut it. So they cut it to Phoenix. And I, I'm surprised most of them can count to 10 when Giannis is at the free throw line. So good on you. But God, how much, how much hair bleach do they have in the great city of Phoenix, Arizona? Is there, there has to be a shortage when I look around that stadium. It's, it's there's so much bleached hair there. There's so many tat, just awful tattoos. I'm going to say Milwaukee, Milwaukee needs this more guys. We need this pretty badly. And man, that deer district, I'm going to be out there tomorrow night, guys. And that Deer District is a beautiful, it's like, it's like a music fest and a sporting event had a baby. And it is a beautiful, beautiful baby, guys. And it comes with everything, everything that comes with, with both those things. It's, it's amazing. And it's going to be the party to end all parties tomorrow night, gentlemen. Yeah, the ratio of bleached hair to uh, to NBA titles is definitely out of whack in Phoenix. There's no question about that. Rami, we'll, we'll end with this. Um, so I, obviously we think, and you told us, a Bucks and six was your pick. It remains your pick. But let's say this goes to a game seven. Would you be fearful then back on the home court for Phoenix where they lost one game, but it would have to require another Bucks victory that the series would flip? Let's say the Bucks get game six. Play it out. Because right now you can get Phoenix plus 300 if it goes to game seven. You can get Bucks plus 600 if the series ends at seven right now. Do you fear the Suns would win this series if it heads back for seven, or do you still think Bucks would win it even if they slip up in game six? It, guys, I had uh, Jim Paschke, the, the TV announcer for the Bucks, on my show last week, and I, I knew that the Bucks. I've, I've been here for, for 15 years in Milwaukee, short of a, a stint up in the Twin Cities. For a couple of years, I knew the Bucks that during my time here had 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 trouble winning in Phoenix. I remembered hearing about it. I remembered seeing some statistics about it. But Jim Paschke told me that in his 36 years as the TV announcer of the Milwaukee Bucks, he'd seen them win in Phoenix three times. Three times in 36 years, the Bucks were able to pull off a win in Phoenix in, in Jim Paschke's lifetime. So I I I would still still feel feel like they're they're going to pull it off they've shown a lot of a lot of perseverance throughout these playoffs and come up in in huge spots when their backs are up against the wall against the nets against against atlanta when you didn't have Giannis. this team has has shown some 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 backbone when their backs are up against the wall i'd still think they were going to do it but would i be as confident as i'm sitting here talking with you guys right now about game six before game six no and and mostly because of what what jim paschke told me the other day it's it's not an easy place to win, guys. Their 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 voices and their hair and their jewelry is very loud out there in Phoenix. It's mostly fake jewelry, but it's loud and it's bright and it's distracting, and it's not an easy place to win basketball games. So I still think they were going to do it, but like I said, not as confident as as I am sitting here right now. Yeah, three times in thirty six years to twice in a week would be quite the juxtaposition. Rami, we really appreciate you hopping on. Enjoy Game Six and maybe potentially Game Seven and the Deer District. This is uh, this has been a great series, and uh, good luck to your Bucks moving forward. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. There he goes, Rami Makhlouf, twelve fifty. He's I mean he's right. He's right about the fans. We mentioned the money guy. 
It's it's one hundred percent true. I told you, man. Thirty thousand dollar millionaires all over the place. Everybody has terrible tattoos. All tribal art. Everybody's sponsored by Tap Out for some reason. And yeah, just a lot of bleached hair. It's not a good look. It's like nineteen ninety seven over there. Yeah, it's it, it back to the future. But we have a series three two bucks setting back for Game Six. Lightning bets up next right here. BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network.